Hi, welcome to our latest episode of Shoespeak HR. Um, this is a continuation of our mini series um, where we're we're looking to to bust HR jargon and employment law terms uh, that have become more popular recently. Um, so, in keeping with with the last two episodes, I'm going to throw some terms out to the two Amys who are with me today. Hi, guys. Hi, Andy. Hi, Andy. And they're going to provide us with responses. So. Um, all sounds great to me. Uh, so without further ado, Emily Leach, what is emotional intelligence? Thanks, Andy. Um, yeah, so this is a term actually heard quite a lot of it, I'd say, over the past couple of years. Um, and it's basically emotional intelligence is how a person understands, perceives, uses, um, handles, manages uh, their emotions, basically. So I think it's kind of said that people with higher emotional intelligence recognize their emotions, um, will use tactics, uh, potentially such as taking time to slow down or performing self-care or stepping away from certain situations, basically to guide their behavior. Um, and I know employers are starting to look at emotional intelligence a bit more, particularly um, around recruitment or potentially promoting people into kind of leadership positions because they want to make sure that employees will be able to uh, handle I guess stressful situations particularly if they are in a leadership role yeah and I, I think as well certainly having emotional intelligence will help you manage a team because you, you you almost need your manager to to understand how you're feeling without necessarily or how the entire team's feeling without necessarily having to ask the direct questions so you know kind of I do think it's a real skill um, and I, I'm also conscious that like any skill, it's one that, that can be coached and people can get better at. Um, but equally, there is a, you know, kind of in some scenarios, others will just be better at it. Um, you know, kind of you either have it or you don't is is my view on it. Um, I'm sure the coaches out there will perhaps tell me I'm wrong in that regard, but um, a good skill to have. Um, speaking of spills, uh, skills, spills, skills, um, <laughs> Amy Anderson, the skills gap. What yeah. what is that? The skills gap is basically the difference between the skills that employers want in an applicant and the experience that the candidate has. Um, we could probably do a podcast episode on this on the skills gap in itself. To be fair, um, there's thought to be like a, a number of different reasons for the skills gap, but a lot of it is to do with the use of technology in the workplace and obviously the evolving evolving technologies, particularly AI. Um, the skills that people need to have to do particular jobs is just changing and we're not keep and we're basically not keeping up with that i did actually look at some statistics check me out um and it saw that 20 percent of the workforce will be underskilled for their jobs by 2030 20 percent, which is broadly 6.5 million people there's my stat for the day wow <laughs> impressive um amy leach what about soft skills yeah, so soft skills, um, it's probably a term that actually most people, are, I think, maybe have come across potentially in, in their careers and at work. It's basically um, skills which are not tied to a specific job role um, and they're more like interpersonal skills, which will help people work with others. So um, soft skills could be like attitude, flexibility, motivation, manners, communication, leadership. And they basically assist employees to fit into the workplace um, and basically work with their colleagues and work as a team. Yeah, I think I, I like you say. I think certainly in the professional services industry, which is the one we operate in, uh, it, it's something that has been looked at for for a long, long time in terms of looking to build um, soft skills. But you know, kind of th that is something that that all 
organizations often need so you know kind of certainly a, a term which is 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 as relevant today as it as it ever as it as it ever has been I'm struggling today aren't I? I don't know what it is um amy anderson final one for today um the term ghost jobs what what does that mean yeah so ghost jobs does actually make sense when you, when you know what it is um, so ghost jobs are actually postings for, for job vacancies that a particular company has no intention of filling in the near future or in a situation where the, the vacancy doesn't actually exist at all. And it's really just a way of the company gauging the talent pool or ensuring that they have like CVs on, they've got CVs for, for candidates on file for future if they actually ever need them. So it's a bit of an annoying one for candidates because obviously if you if you go on to... to um, to apply for a job and the job actually isn't there that's going to be quite annoying and i suspect like we've talked about employee experience i suppose if um if candidates get wind that you have as a business lots of ghost um ghost jobs advertised then that might be part of the employee experience that they obviously feed feedback on and aren't particularly impressed by i also think the gdpr police may well be all over that kind of thing uh depending on uh how that data is stored. Um, Legitimate reason for process. This is, this is Amy Leach's bag there. <laughs> but I, yeah. I certainly think that is a, a whole new episode to uh, to perhaps look at. So um, I've really enjoyed that today. Um, so thank you, Amy's. Thank you for listening. Um, as ever, if anybody has any feedback or any kind of HR jargon that they want us to... Uh, to, to discuss on and any future episodes then by all means do get in touch uh best method is by email to shoespeakhr at shoesmiths.com um so thanks again for listening and thanks amy's 